I'm Roxy. And I'm Nick. And this is the Pub Trotters podcast, a hopefully monthly podcast where we talk about the bizarre and brilliant world of beer and the strange venues that serve it. We are not beer or pub writers or experts. A year ago, we put together a group of friends who enjoy hanging out together, trying new things in the beer pub world called Pub Trotters. We meet up once a month and we thought it might be fun to talk about it and share our stories and experiences. And welcome to um, Pub Trotters Pubcast, episode nine. The festive edition. It could be a festive edition. This will probably go out just before Christmas, um, so it is kind of festive. Um, so I'm joined by Mark. Hello. Um, again this month, uh, Niall was due to be joining us, um, but has sadly uh, slacked off being ill, um, so he's not joining us. What do you think about that, Mark? Well, yeah, again, it's just us two because clearly no one wants to go to a pub with just us two. I reckon people just feel like it's so we're so close that it, they worried they're encroaching on a date or something. <laughs> well, they know what generally happens when we go out drinking. <laughs> exactly. Um, hence why Alice never comes. Yeah. From Helen. Um, so do they exist? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, do they exist? Are they in our photos? Um, so, um, yeah, so that's the case. And also we have some sad news um, that co-host Roxy um, is no longer going to be joining us on the podcast. Uh, she's off becoming more educated um, again um, and will be joining us in our regular pub trotter socials, uh, but isn't going to be doing the podcast anymore. Um, so we wish her all the luck with that. It's really sad, though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, welcome. So Mark, yeah, what, what have you been up to? How's life? So this is we this is the first podcast we've done in about five months. Yep. And I don't want a five month kind of like history <laughs> of what we've been up to. But. Uh, I, I feel like this is always the most difficult part of doing any of these things is just remembering what's gone on in life more than a week ago. A week ago I was at a fancy, or this week was at a fancy hotel. Um, nice. Realising that I am not suited to situations where people want to complain about the size of their jacuzzi. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, you have those moments in life when you realise, I am not this grown up or this posh. <laughs> that was definitely one of those. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apart from that, went on uh, a mini tour of uh, Belgium, which involved a lot of alcohol. Um, and prepping to go back to Amsterdam for work, which... I assume is going to involve a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Maybe not involve running into you in the airport yeah. this time, and no, then no, having about not. seven Heinekens and in that two really, hours. Really, really green room <laughs> yep. of the Heineken bar in Amsterdam Airport. If anyone's ever been there, they'll know what we're talking about. It's a very odd atmosphere. Yeah, it is. Um, How about cool. you, Mr. Nick? Any news? Any significant uh, uh, is there life any news? Any life events? Uh, all the life events have happened in the last few months. I'm moving house. Um, so um, I move, we, me and my girlfriend Helen have moved out of Crouch End uh, and we're going to be moving to the Burbs um, although I'm, I'm hoping it's not going to be like the amazing Tom Hanks film um, where they think their neighbours are murderers and carrying dead bodies have you not seen that film? Max no. in a really weird face no. have you not seen that film? it's one of Tom Hanks' best films yes but that's like saying it's like one of the best slaps in the face actually no, I'm getting Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise confused Tom Cruise. <laughs> okay, so that's a fair point. I'm, okay, Tom Hanks, I would give it time. I thought you were talking about Tom Cruise. No, 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 no. It's not about a little, a sh- really short person running around jumping off things. It's it's, it's about the birds. Okay. Um, I think it's great. Uh, you should definitely check it out. Um, yeah, so we're moving to Hitchin. 
uh, already scouted out the local pub scene there, which is a, a positive. Um, so that'll be part of future podcasts, I would have thought. Um, and obviously, as well, um, I've, I'm, I'm engaged. Ooh. Um, yeah, so me and Helen got engaged a few weeks ago. Um, and... I, you know, I actually know the exact date, uh, 25th of October. Now you know. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, well, I mean, because I, because it was payday. <laughs> that's, that's why I remember. And where did you propose, Nick? Uh, proposed in our favourite pub in Crouch End, the Haringey Arms. On theme. Yeah, very much on theme, as listeners, regular listeners will know, all two of you, um, <laughs> that we did a podcast there several uh, months ago. Um, yeah, so that's, that's been our... My big kind of news, um, other than that, just been, you know, going to gigs, doing stuff. Repressing generally. growing up as well as yeah, doing the big growing life up events. all the time, yeah. <laughs> There's uh, one of the pub staff doing something in incredible sneaky silence behind <laughs> us. Um, I was worried he was trying to shave my beard from behind. Um, but yeah, so that's As been... regularly happens when we're in pubs, men attack you with shears and try and shave. Yeah, because they want my face to look like an egg. Because <laughs> that's what it does when it doesn't have a beard. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we haven't mentioned where we are. Where are we today, Mark? We are in the Brick Brewery, which is in Peckham. <laughs> we're sat in here, Mark, and you sounded like you were questioning your answer. <laughs> well, with... We're surrounded by like, Brick Brewery merchandise as well, and yet I'm still confused as to where I am. Um, it, being in North London or coming south is always a very confusing time for me. So. <laughs> yeah, so we're in um, yeah, uh, Brick Brewery Tap Room in uh, Peckham Rye in South London. Um, another place I used to live as well, speaking of housing and moving, I used to live around here. It's changed a lot in Peckham Rye since I lived here. Got hipster. Uh, absolutely, yeah. There used to be a really like shit sort of... Uh, to, like, I think it was like Brazilian street, like fast food coffee shop around the corner from here, which isn't there now. It looks like a really fancy coffee shop. Um, yeah, just a sign of the times. Just a sign that where you uh, live places, fancy breweries turn up. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you want a fancy brewery to move to your town, uh, I, I, I pay me to live in your town for a few months, and then I'll leave, and then a good brewery will come. So you heard it first, Hitching's going to be the next alcohol <laughs> destination in London. Yeah, alcohol cap- beer of <laughs> capital. Yeah, here we come. I, as when we got here earlier, I've been here, but I've been here before, but it's changed a lot since I've last been here. Yeah. Um, it used to be just like the bar, so the bar used to be just at the front where the doors are now, and then you sat outside. Because uh, I got here, think, worried that we'd end up sitting outside, and it's a pretty rubbish day weather-wise. Um, but they've now got this giant bit inside as well. Um, it's very roomy. Yeah, what do you think Large. of this space, Mark? I love it. I love these kind of um, under the train station, little bit of light. You can see the outside. You're not in a cavernous underground location. Uh, the, uh, the amount of beers is pretty impressive. Yes, the amount of taps. They do have um, a very big tap selection. Again, which wasn't the case when I came here before. Yeah. Um, which we'll talk a bit more about later when we were joined by Ian um, in uh, Pub and Beer Lovers Corner. Um, yeah, it is definitely a nice space. Uh, chairs and kind of stuff like that. Kind of, well, they look like school benches, I guess, right? Is that, yeah. Is that what you call this? I don't know, but these are definitely like the brewery tap benches. Yeah, standard fare. If you've um, ever been to a tap room, you will know what I'm sitting on right now. Although, you know, so one of the nerdy things that's happening now that I, well, it's not nerdy, it's like sad growing up kind of ideas, um, is now that we're moving into a house, like we've got to decorate it. So whenever we, whenever I'm in like other people's houses or other buildings, I'm looking around, going, "Oh, that's nice. So that would look nice." 
I'm loving their light feature um, above the bar. Um, it's, it's like a really large wooden crate, like floor crate, and then it's just got like light bulbs hanging for it. It's a good effect. Um, so coming soon is Nick's decoration podcast um, with my really good insights on that stuff. Um, but no, it is a nice space. Um, so. Um, first feature, beer of the month. Beer, beer of, the, of month. the month. Beer of beer the month. month. Yeah, beer of the month. Thank you for that, Mark. <laughs> continuing Roxy's brilliantly started theme tune tradition. Um, yes, yeah, so Mark, what is Should your beer of the month? Yes, please. Um, so, as I mentioned, uh, this week was fancy hotel week for me and my girlfriend to kind of have a bit of time um, <laughs> away from life before the madness of Christmas and what, the many, many nights out. and stress that comes with that mm. uh, so I we went to a place called The Pig which is a chain of restaurants slash okay. hotels um, and they had a bar yeah. um, there they had three of their own beers that you were unique to the one in Bath cool. and my beer of the month is their Garden Ale number no. 2 um, which was a very tasty amber ale that had um, infused with herbs from their garden and it was kind of you know those very drinkable ales, but had a little bit more of a complex taste. Mm. Um, was very tasty, and would definitely recommend if you're in that very, very specific location. Yeah, very specific <laughs> location. So it's not sold anywhere outside of that building. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, I mean, but the, the fact that that's there is a really nice touch, I guess, for hotels that, have, and that is becoming more of a thing, I guess. Is that yeah, and they're very big on. Um, so they had no. The most commercial beer that they sold was Brewdog, um, and every other beer apart from Brewdog was within, I think it was like a 20 mile radius. Oh, brilliant. Um, So it was nice to be in a place that clearly respected the local area, Mm. um, even from a beer point of view, where like I've been to many hotels and bars, and although they'll do local stuff when it comes to beers, they'll just get the generic stuff out. But yeah, it was nice to see bases being a bit more adventurous with their beer selections. Absolutely, that sounds lovely. Um, sorry, as I was also slightly smirking whilst I was hearing you describe that beer. It sounded like you'd read the description from Untapped or something. I don't no, know. No, I haven't. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, it's a very complex beer. Um, this is but, my my um, new side hustle that I'm going for. <laughs> when, when if anyone would like me to write their beer labels, <laughs> I, I can be contacted through the pub trotter's email. There must be someone that does that for a living, right? Because yeah. you know, like people write Christmas card, eh, not Christmas card, just cards in general. Because people have jobs and they just write little limericks or something to put inside cards. I don't really. Think it's something you could do nine to five, though. <laughs> or maybe people with a little more self-control could possibly do it than us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, we couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and when you said Herbie, uh, for some reason in my head, I immediately thought that what they just chucked the grass in from outside. I'm assuming it's not the grass from outside. No. Did, it's, you, ask, did you ask what herbs they were? Uh, I think it was thyme and something. <laughs> Brilliant. So Mark's uh, label franchise coming soon. <laughs> um, what about you, Mister Nick? So Slightly more available beer? <laughs> Sadly. Well, yeah, I guess so. Um, so it's uh, my beer of the month um, is, and it's, I, I still don't really know what this name is, Patrons Project 4.06 Drew Millward Northern Tropics Cereal Milk IPA. Okay. So I just call it Cereal Milk IPA. Um, it's by Northern Monk. Um, it's classic, it's uh, 7.2%. Um, and it's... Um, Class as an IPA milkshake, whatever the you know. I can I can listen. I can hear my friends going, "What the fuck is that?" And I guess I like because I, so, I'm not a big fan of kind of like your clockwork tangerines and like yeah. other kind of like really fruity beers. But I, I am a fan of the 
the, the thick looking uh, hazy looking beers that are a bit smooth so not overly fruity and have a bit of bitterness to it which this did um, yeah it was really really nice um, you know and it was a really so it was a can I got it from um, a place called the I think it's called the beer shop in St Albans um, there's one of them in St Albans and one in Hitchin so I'll probably end up referencing them a lot in the future branded um, by them yeah um, but um, yeah it was absolutely delicious that was definitely like something that I definitely want to try again um, yeah so we're also going to add another feature uh, this month in order to kind of talk more about pubs because uh, we don't maybe do it enough we're doing a pub of the month um, the idea of it being uh, we, we all travel quite a bit um, that thinking about outside of London as well so um, Mark do you have your pub of the month so I I kind of decided on a brewery of the month that has a tap room um, so I have a backup pub um, but so as I previously mentioned we're in Belgium um, yeah. and it's hard not to go to Brussels and not go to Cantillon so that would definitely uh, okay. be my brewery yeah, yeah. of the month Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there is a pub of the month that um, I've been to Brussels a couple of times um, and I am hurriedly trying to work out how to say the name Poshanelkada uh, there we go Poishnelica, yeah. It's like uh, the McKellar word, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so it's not your typical um, Belgian bar. It's a lot more airy. There's a lot more going on in terms of it's got very random decorations and yeah. there's like weird puppets and shit. Um, uh, but just very nice, relaxed vibe. Yeah. Um, and like all bars in um, Brussels and Belgium in general shit ton of beer nice that's awesome how about um, you Mr Nick somewhere um, more local yes uh, so um, me and Helen were in St Albans a couple of uh, weeks ago cat sitting in our transition to moving into a new house shout out to Jasper the cat <laughs> uh, we will put a photo on the blog um, is this the cat well, that we'll check that the cat's owner is okay with the cat being on the blog as well but is this the cat that sat in inappropriate process yeah okay <laughs> um, yeah it looked like it was sort of posing for a uh, underwear magazine or um, and yeah I mean there's loads of pubs in St Albans and things like that and, um, this one's called um, it's a really old pub called The Boot um, yeah classic classic name um, yeah I just it, I, get, I can't really remember the beer selection it was fairly standard fair enough there was some beers that like there were some more premium beers and craft beers but also had just like Carlin on tap and other things as well um, but I guess I really liked it It was a, it's a really low ceiling pub so kind of like in that old pubs that had quite low ceilings because as I think I've mentioned before people were obviously shorter many years ago which is fine yeah so we would have fitted in fine um, and then yeah it's just it was really so yeah low ceiling had a log open fire was it one of your old um, man pubs man pubs old man pubs old man pubs oh <laughs> um, yeah I guess so but I mean at St Albans that whole place is like Crouch End but you know I had like massively more in size um, so yeah it, it was a really nice pub really nice atmosphere fairly quiet um, and just yeah, me and Helen just I think I can't remember just been chilling out that day in the city and then just pop in there for one or two at the end of a, a night out um, yeah it was really good so um, yeah that was my pub of the month um, yeah recommend people go there it's worth a, worth a shout What are we drinking, Mark? So we've been having a, a bit, we, we, we were offered a beer. Um, we are drinking the Black Horse Milk Stout, um, which uh, we're 
about half an hour in and we've more or less finished it. Um, self-control at 12 o'clock on a Saturday is going famously well. Well, I think I, I, the plan was potentially to stay out all day, but I think we've, we've, we've been, for various reasons, aren't doing that. So part of me's now like, oh, well, I'll enjoy it now, because I'm, I'm going to go home and sleep after this. Um, and it's a very delicious beer. Yeah, right? It's, I think I was really worried about what to have this, as the first drink, because it can send you both ways. Yep. If you have a shit beer for you, like this early in the morning, you're like, oh, fuck, I can't be arsed Well, even if it's a good beer, but it's not what you're feeling. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, this is very drinkable. It's not very... It, yeah, it's not too much. It's no. just very smooth. Like, kind of what you want and expect from a craft stout. It's yeah. kind of very, very smooth. It is very, very smooth. I'm, I'm loving it. Like, it's a, a very chuggable beer. It's dangerously. Make, it's making me feel very festive as well. There's something oh, okay. about uh, stout and Christmas for me. They had another stout. They alluded to a Christmas stout earlier, didn't yeah. they? Which we might try later. Um, and I guess one thing I always think of when I think of stouts is a fellow pub trotter, Louise, who um, we were at a pub on, well, we had, we had a pub trotter's event on Saturday, Thursday, just gone, the pub trotter social, uh, in a pub called the, the Old Nick in central London, really old 1700s pub. Um, but Can you guess who picked that pub? <laughs> I didn't pick it because it was called Old Nick. I just yes, picked you it. did. <laughs> it was just, I walked past it and it looked really good. Um, although, you know, massive negative points as we've already talked about because they stopped using glass after 6pm for some reason. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, long story, we're going off point, Mark. Sorry. <laughs> um, we, when Lou, me and Lou always tried to drink stouts together, but often, like, we just, they didn't have any stouts no. other than Guinness. I think she asked for a stout and they started pouring her a Guinness and she stopped them halfway through and went, like, no, no, no. Then got free half pint of Guinness. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is a stout, but it's not what you want. <laughs> it's not what I want when I say it's that anymore. Um, so this is delicious, going back to the Brick Brewery. So it's Black Horse Milk Stout. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, really, really good. Um, look forward to having some more of it. Um, so my favourite part of uh, the podcast, beer and pub news. Beer and pub news. da 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 <laughs> do I feel like I can't do it. Mark needs to take lead on the theme cast. Theme no, cast. I, I, <laughs> theme two. Sing the theme tune. Um, probably going to get copyright impeached now for that. Just, um, I don't even know what that reference is. Is uh, another Tom Hanks movie? No, it's from Little Britain, I think. Oh, okay. there you go, I've referenced it now, so it's not my ori- that wasn't my original material. Um, I'll let you know. Matt Lucas came up with that gem, so. Um, if he would like to be featured on this podcast, <laughs> you know him, and yeah. he would like to come and sing for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, beer and pub news. Um, so we've also got Niles' piece with us today as well, so he sadly can't make it, but he did send us what his news was, which, uh, let's do his last. Um, and you've got a couple of things. Yeah. Shall I... Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. So my pub news, um, I mean, it's, it's really, really nonsensical news. Um, is how a pub with the longest name in the UK reopens next to a pub with the shortest. Um, <laughs> quality quality um, journalism there. Yeah, in the Guardian of all places as well. Yeah, it is, is it in it, Wales? Is it? I don't know. I just oh. assume that. No, 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 no. Pub it's in, um, so it's in Stallybridge, Greater Manchester. Um, and it's called the Old 13th Cheshire Aisley Volunteer Rifleman Corps Inn. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of like how you'd abbreviate that. What would you call that if you lived there? The Cheshire? The Inn. The Inn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rifleman. 
Um, yeah, so it's an old 13th Cheshire Astley Volunteer Rifleman Corps Inn has reopened after closing three years ago. Ah, uh, oh, here we go. Oh, look, as you see, the people do think the same way we do. In this, uh, referred by the locals as the Rifleman. Um, yeah, um, it's it's got a Guinness World Record for the longest name place in the UK. I mean. If you're gonna, you know, aim for anything in life, it's to have the longest pub name in the world. I do feel like okay. taking my group of all pubs being called the same thing to slightly a different <laughs> level here. Um, but um, I, I, yeah, it's, it's a 55-letter name. Um, any any thoughts on that, Mark? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one but of those. I would also like that's a bit of a damp squid. I would on. also like the job of naming pubs. So again, if you have a pub that needs a name. Uh, do, you, do you have any gems that you want to share with us that, or, or, or don't share your best ones keep no. that for your freelance business but do you have any um, others that you'd like? no I feel like I've made a grand statement that I can't make up now and all I'm thinking of are really crude names for pubs that would never like what Mark this is an adult podcast you're fine uh, the dark hole for a pub that's underground <laughs> I like that the dark hole um. the back entrance for a pub that you can't get to from main road I mean, no. there's a franchise here, Mark. I think stop, stop, stop telling so many people might steal this. Um, so, and also with, with this piece of news, the, this pub is, as mentioned, is next to the pub with the shortest name, which is called the Q Inn. So just the letter Q. So it's not even kind of like um, like uh, like a pool Q. It's not C U E. It's just Q Inn. Uh, opened in the eighties. Yeah, and apparently lots of people come in and talk about them having the shortest name. I mean, if that's not... Sorry, sorry and I'm sure it's a lovely pub. That's, if that's not a conversation starter... Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. Like, even mention the name of the pub. No. Like, I've never seen someone come into the pub and be like, oh, why is this called blah, blah, blah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly, that was my point. Why uh, is but, this called the Red Lion? I'm sure there's a rich history here. Yeah. Yeah, because the red line in down the road is gone. Um, okay, so that's my damp squid of the news to start. Um, what's, so what is yours, Mark? What have you brought us? Um, what have you brought to the table? So apparently, again, journalism, um, the average Londoner spends £82,000 on beer in their lifetime. Which... <laughs> Fucking hell. I know it's a lot of money, but there's part of me thinking, I'm sure I probably will spend more, <laughs> more than that. <laughs> what, what counts as your average Londoner? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I'm not average. I'm special. No. Um, I'm trying to. So in my head, because I'm moving, I'm moving out of London now. I'm trying to break that down to like how much would that quantify yeah. a year from when you're 18 to let's say you die at like 90. Um, yeah. On average now. Yeah, we're not going to do the maths now because that would be really boring for you to listen to us do nothing. Um, it's about a thousand two hundred a year. Well, here we go. Mark did do the maths because apparently he can. Uh, how much? A thousand two hundred a year. That's about oh, so seventy-two years. It would be around that. One thousand two hundred. What's that? That's about a thousand. A, no, a thousand a month. Yep. Yeah. A uh, hundred a month. Hundred a month. Yeah. See, that's why I do maths. <laughs> Which? Yeah, it's not much. No, but in London, that's what fifteen beers. Yeah, I was gonna say that was that's one night out. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, and you also mentioned earlier that you wanted something, you had something to discuss. Yeah. Uh, so which just so Mark said before, I've got news and something to discuss. Which I didn't know if he wants to do this on air. I, was, I don't know what it is, but it sounded very dubious. Like like it, he's annoyed that I didn't propose to him or something instead of Helen. In my head, you did. <laughs> I, I, there was a proposal book that I made of us. Too many photos. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was more when I was looking for news. It's not really news. It's more that there are more and more breweries and um, distributors doing beer advent calendars. And I okay. kind of thought it would be interesting to chat to you about what you think about the concept of a beer advent calendar. Because A, I think it's a bit, well, I would feel a lot of pressure to drink a beer every day. Yeah. Not that I need an excuse in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also these, you know, the McKellar one is like 140 ah, quid. Yeah, I was going to say, the McKellar one is your month's salary, yeah. surely. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> even like the beer 50, not beer 52. Um yeah, it might be beer 52 one is, you know, 50, 60 pounds. Mm. They're not... Are they full beers then? Yeah. Okay. But you also have no control, like, no control what's in there. Yeah. I don't think I've seen many that do kind of, you know, you could have a light advent calendar or ales or porters. Or, you know, they're all... Then it, like, it's, it begs the question, like you were saying, like you, the pressure of drinking every day, I guess, at least, cause he, at least if you... If you buy a mixed one, um, you know there's going to be someone there you don't like. Yeah. Um, then and when you do get those, you'll be like, well, I, I don't like this, so I'm going to give it to someone else. Yeah. And therefore, you, you you don't have to drink. You don't have to drink them, obviously, any night. Don't you? But um, yeah, no, I guess I've always yeah. I think I, I'm I'm a bit with you in the sense of kind of like I don't think I'd want to think I have to have a drink, a beer every night. Yeah. Um, but I think that says more about us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I guess, you know, you could maybe collect them all up for the open them each day and yeah. be like, ooh, that's exciting, and then drink them on Friday night or yeah. something. Um, there's like, various ways to do it. I mean, but I just thought, where the fuck would you put it? <laughs> Look, I mean, they're, they're like... Well, in your new house, it could have its own fucking room. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, it could, Mark, actually. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you weren't proposing. Um, <laughs> moving Not on. yet. So, a special uh, thank you to Niall for this piece of news. Even though he couldn't um, today, he sends his regards and with a news. Um, so, the news is, uh, a milkman uh, will now deliver you beer with your pint uh, to woo families back to using the milkman. Um, thoughts, Mark? That. <laughs> um, what type of beer and beer do they do it in London? <laughs> So delivery service Milk and More will offer low alcohol lager, pale ale and brown ale with the morning milk as Milkman fights back after years of shoppers get can get their pint with their pint with their pinter thanks to a new doorstep delivery service. That's obviously a typo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so I think when I originally read this, I read it as like, they deliver, you, you, they can, so you'd have a pint of milk and, yes, yeah, like a small pack of six or something because maybe it was a Friday yeah. and you're having friends over and I'm like, that's a great idea. But now having read it a bit more, the fact that it suggests low alcohol lager makes it sound as if you're going to drink it when you get your milk in the morning. Yeah, maybe this is a new concoction. <laughs> little just, bit of just, milk, just, little just, bit of lager. Why low, why low alcohol? Just give good beer. Um, yeah, and it's the idea to woo back families to traditional deliveries. Um, I think it's going to be hard sell still. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. also that involves planning of alcohol consumption. Like, that is not where I'm at. If no. there was a milkman who could deliver me beer at, like, 12 o'clock in an Uber on my yeah. way back, 
that I'd be interested in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking about beer in the morning. I feel also that there's so many delivery services out there now in terms of, you know, Ocado, Sainsbury's, Morrison's that will deliver everything you want for the week. But having a milkman just feels a bit... Yeah, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, you know, I like... The milkman is is a very community... It's a community thing. Similar to, like, a pub. You know, when pubs shut down, it's horrible to see, but it's because societies are changing. Uh, I think the milkman is is a victim, another victim of that... Of, yep. of that thing that society's changing but arguably more used in maybe more suburban rural areas because it's f- quite far to a shop yep. but other yeah. than that like cities and stuff it's like long gone like, yeah. I mean I'm, and I won't get I won't miss getting stuck behind a fucking milk cart uh, in my Ford Fiesta when I was like 18 Yeah. because they can only go like too sweet although um, it does make me think of the uh, milk float episode from Father Ted have you seen that? No. So they, it's, it's a piss take of speed. The, you know, so, yeah. you, so you can't go over, like, if he goes under five miles an hour, it'll, it'll explode. And <laughs> so he's going like six miles an hour down the road. I can't believe you have to watch that. It's a great episode. Everyone highly recommend it. Father Ted. I don't think I've seen anything that wasn't produced like, in the 2000s. Oh, fair enough. You're a bit younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Not of choice, just out of lack of cultural awakening. Yeah. But how long is till the milkman's replaced by a drone anyway? Yeah. Well, I think it's already kind of happening, isn't it? They're already testing the flying of Amazon packages. Or those little wheeling ones. What, like a drone that wheels? Yeah, so it's like a mini car. Yeah. You know, like a toy car. It's probably about as big as your torso. Mm-hmm. And probably as wide as my torso. <laughs> um, and they will drive to locations. Oh my god, kids are gonna ruin those. Yeah. Well I think <laughs> I mean if I was a kid I'd be looking to kick them all the time. <laughs> kids, drunk people, mate. If I'm drunk, drunk and people, I see yeah, one of those yeah, going yeah. past me at any speed, I'm gonna try and get on it. Yeah, what's to stop people just stealing the package? Do they have to have some sort of like security system that like shocks people if they try and touch it. Yeah that that's gonna work. Or like an Uzi pops out. Step away from the mini scooter. Yeah? Um <laughs> Cool. Um, that's a very interesting uh, bit of news. Thank you, Niall, for that. Next, be a Pub Lovers Corner uh, with Ian from Brick Brewery. Um, so he will be joining us momentarily. Okay, uh, so welcome back. Um, we are now joined by Ian, founder and owner of Brick Brewery. Welcome, Ian. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Um, yeah, so welcome to the Pub Trotters podcast. Um, we've been prepping you um, through the help of your wife over the last couple of weeks for this <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, so just going to talk to you a bit about the place. Um, so you're founder and owner? I am, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How, so how long? Have uh, I, I, well, I founded the company, started the business uh, about six and a half years ago. Well, yeah. six years ago, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're coming up to our six-year birthday party cool. uh, in December. Okay, plug. When's that? Uh, 7th of December <laughs> okay, at the tap cool. room here. Yeah. All right, we'll try and get this out before then, then as well. Um, that's very exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's been an um, incredible journey, really. Yeah. Uh, each year I say I'm not going gonna, gonna to sit back and just not expand, uh, <laughs> but, but demand dictates that you've yeah. got to keep growing, and uh, a lot of brewers are doing yeah. the same thing. And you, Obviously, you only expand if you're producing good product, and uh, so the inside space where we're sitting right now was full of tanks. Yeah, that's how I remember yeah. it. So I remember the bar being up where the doors are. Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah, yeah. yeah, so the bar is actually where the container outside, yeah. where the, it's now where Slow Riches serve their yeah. great, delicious, obviously, burgers, mm-hmm. uh, was our bar. Yeah. Uh, which was turned a little bit. So the whole beer, um, the whole tap room was outside. Yeah. 
year round. Yes, which that's was, what challenge, I was yeah. challenging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but inside was, as I said, thirteen tanks. We had thirteen tanks in this in this wow. here. We had, we had them specially made to fit close to each other. Yeah. and taking into consideration that because we're in a railway arch yeah. so if the tanks go straight up you lose a bit of the space next to the wall so the, there's a bit of a dead void space so we had the tanks specially made not as a, on a curve but um, mm. specially made so they could squash, squash together okay what was the impetus for you to start brick um, yeah I was a, I was a home brewer okay uh, it all started actually because of my wife Okay. Uh, she bought me a. I, I used to. I lived in the US for 16 years. US, sorry. In the US. Oh, in the US. In the oh, States. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it was pre sort of when a lot of the American scene was kicking off the brewing scene. Um, but I was home brewing while I was over there. I've done it for years, you know, dabbled in it, got in, got in, got out, got in, got out. Anyway, Sally said um, she bought me a Christmas gift, a stocking stuffer. One of those, like, add water and you have beer in three weeks. And I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Like, she's trying to get me back into home brewing or get me a hobby. Yeah. Yes. And it was, it was June, so it was six months later. And uh, she said to me, are you ever going to do that Christmas gift that I gave you? And I was like, yeah, right, I'll go do it. Took it down to my shed at the bottom of the garden. I was hooked. Absolutely hooked. So I made the first beer, and then within a week I'd bought a, 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 a pot, I bought a mash tun, and then oh, after that, and, yeah, no, I don't do things like that. Yeah, I was just going to say, so it's not kind of like, yeah, it's handed yeah. a tiny seed. And no, like, oh, oh no, no, yeah, that's it, a full, full acorn into a, like, a, a big tree. Um, and yeah, over time I just started getting bigger and bigger pots, and I did my first commercial brew from that shed as well. And my mum, my mum has always been uh, encouraging my brother and I to be entrepreneurs and try, try different things. Okay. My brother owns a gin distillery, so oh. it makes it makes a great Christmas. I was just going to say, it's like birthdays and Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all set, right? Uh, and it, yeah, it was just um, so she's always encouraged me. I, I used to have a Mexican food business, uh, street food before street food was even a thing, before Mexican food in the UK was even a thing. Fast food, at the time. Fast food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But this was like 13 years ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just started putting some numbers together about you know starting the brewery proper, yeah. uh, and then was maybe redundant and walked away with a good year's worth of salary that we could set, set us up. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and have that just that comfort, comfort and cushion that you yeah. know you're not desperately needing to make all the money. Just had twins at the same time. Yeah. So I had three time, three babies at the same time. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess talking of kind of the story, so what's something we always like to ask uh, our guests is kind of what's like your earliest memory of the first kind of beer or uh, maybe yeah. beer and alcoholic drink that you maybe bought. As yeah, a young I person. don't know if I should say how young I was. But <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my first real memory is going to the pub with my dad. Yeah. Going to our local. Yeah. Uh, drinking John Smith's. I'm from York, originally, okay. so John Smith's and Sam Smith's is very prevalent yeah, in yeah, the yeah, city. Yeah. And I remember going with my dad, you know, on a Sunday Sunday evening. With the family, really. Yeah. Going with Andy, buy me a pint of John Smiths and uh, <laughs> tasting that John Smiths. When John Smiths was done differently, when it was properly co- cast conditioned and stuff oh, like okay. that. Yeah, 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 so it has changed over the years. And then I remember being in the local pub and um, celebrating my 18th birthday. So this was two years after I'd been going in with my dad. And the landlady went, she said, hang on, <laughs> hang on, you're celebrating your 18th birthday. But my, my dad was a policeman, you know, so he was, it was, and they, she did say it after that, it's like, it was, it's, it's good they, you know, came with him, yeah. you know, and it's, he's introducing you slowly to, to the culture mm. of the pub. Well, I mean, that's something that's come up a few times in, throughout the podcast about pubs and the community sort of involvement it has as a, yeah. as a, as a centerpiece of certain communities. and. And around, you know, introducing alcohol to young people in a responsible and controlled environment is better than just being like suddenly they're 18 and going to do loads of WKD blues and kind of just end up razzled. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw it in the US when I went to university. Mm. I went to university in the US and I was 
yeah, I'm not, I was 19 when I was so been drinking obviously for a couple of years before yeah. that, but a lot of the university kids from the US, it's the first time they've left home, and they're not actually until they're 21, yeah. and they just went off the scales. Like, it was the first time they'd ever really had it, and they yeah. just didn't know how to handle it. So yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for introducing it slowly. and you know. Yeah, and there are other countries that do that better than we do, and yeah. it's not to get too much into the politics, but obviously the binge drinking culture in the yeah. UK is. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's about the environment and what you consider alcohol to be, because if you consider it to be a vehicle to get drunk, it's quite different to... You know, it's kind of a social occasion that's yeah. in our friendship group where you go to a brewery, you discover some new beers, you discover a new area of London. You know, it's a very different thing than sitting in the park drinking stuff. Yeah. Which is um, not all like. <laughs> so, what was the name of the pub? Do you remember? Uh, the. Um, the uh, I don't know it. Uh, Bay Horse, the Bay, Bay Horse, the Bay Horse, yeah, still there, yeah, still there. Brilliant. Different ownership, but still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, amazing. Um, yeah, it was funny though because that you say John Smith because I think mine was Worthington. Right. Like the first thing I saw the drunk yeah. it, was, it was smooth, and then eventually it got all moved into yeah. keg beers instead of cask, I guess. Um, yeah, so I think, sorry. So I was going to say, was there any particular beer that kind of changed your impression of beer from yeah. you know obviously what we're drinking today is not. Yeah. Anyway, close to No, um, I mean in the US, I, I tasted for the first time Sierra Nevada, oh, and actually didn't yeah. like it. Really? Yeah, because yeah, I just I was I just come off John Smith and bitters and all that sort of so Yorkshire stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the the big watershed beer for me was uh, the Colonel. Okay. Colonel Brewery, mm. and he, if you talk to a lot of breweries and a lot of brewers, and you, you'll his name Evan from Colonel will crop up again and again and again. Okay. Uh, and I just, um, I mean, he started brewing probably about three, four years before we did. Mm. Uh, he's, we, we all consider him the godfather or the pioneer of the UK and London, particularly yeah, London yeah, scene. Yeah. And I just went down to his tap room on Bermondsey, on Bur- now the Bermondsey Beer Mile. He was what, the only one back then. Yeah. And I uh, tasted his beer and I could not believe the flavor that he'd been able to achieve in it. And, and now, now it's like, most beers, most breweries are producing an IPA and a pale ale that has that same, you know, profile, flavour characteristic. So it's yeah, it was, it was it, he was the one that really opened my eyes to the whole thing. Cool. Yeah, Colonel is great. They did lots of good beer. Yeah. I really like their table beer as a, as an idea as well. Um, it's a great shout. That was definitely the kind of. So my my girlfriend was very much um, like, not against drinking beer, but had a very stuck perception of what beer was, and I think that. Colonel was one of those breweries that certainly got her to understand that there was a lot more going on. And I think that's kind of where we're at now, that people are getting challenged in their perception of even what beer is. Yep. Because a lot of what we're drinking today, you know, it's not what I would traditionally consider a beer, or I imagine a lot. Yeah, not in a traditional sense, no, but I mean, we, we as a brewery produce a different sour beer every six months, yeah. every six, six weeks. Uh, and that, that to me is challenging the perception of yeah. the, the, the kind of the everyday drinker. So I'm, um, so I'm from Swansea and they, I think they've got two, they've, they've had a couple of breweries, or one particular brewery there for a while, but there's like two like, craft beer breweries now. So that, and I found out today that there's going to be a Brewdog is going to have their next uh, Brewdog pub in Swansea. It's like, is Boss, Boss Beer from That's Swansea? That's the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mentioned it earlier. And I have seen a couple of them in London actually, yeah. um, popping around. Um, but yeah, it, like you say, it is uh, like I think lots of smaller towns and cities are kind of seeing the niche market that they can get into if they want to. Yeah, yeah I was I was on a panel with the owner of Boss uh, uh, for okay. the you know Siva Society of Independent Brewers. Okay, and they asked me to be on a panel about um, the millennials not drinking. Oh, yeah. uh, what does that mean? What's the implications for a brewery? Um, but we, we, I mean, we see it here. I mean, our tap room here is our showcase. It's our 
way to understand the market really because mm. we see what happens here mm. like when we, when we first opened it was the camera member yeah. you know, taking notes uh, older gen gentlemen typically and over the years it's changed dramatically and I think that's a, 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 um, a testament to what we've created here is a community led social hub as a taproom uh, but also the the beer drinking in general has changed changed and uh, the palettes have changed uh, and so there's well, I mean we see a pretty much 50 50 percent male female now yeah. which is great you know more women are drinking beer and so it's, it's a great great place to be and yeah just the references hours as well so the, this link up is uh, our friend Roxy loves this brewery it's her favorite brewery uh, in well, favourite brewery. Thank you, Roxy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she used to be a former host of this podcast, but she's gone on to do more studies now. So, um, but so she set this up, and she always loves the sours. Chatting about, always gets frustrated at the seasonal ones you do as well. She's like, oh damn it, this one I love has finished going now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, but that's I think it creates an excitement and a buzz about your yeah. brewery, doesn't it? It's a whole it's supply and demand equation, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And it's a very small business model in terms of yeah. you know, there's always something to try, and there's always a reason to come. Yeah, yeah, and we, we we don't really repeat any recipe, particularly in sours. We've done now we've done the rhubarb three times, and then we've done the strawberry and cucumber twice. But all the others we've just done as a one-off. Um, so you get it while you can. See, I'm I'm, I'm a very dis uh, uh, critique person of. Uh Critical person of sours. I'm not a huge fan. It's not something I can palate. Um, and like hearing flavors like strawberry and cucumber, I've got friends back in Swansea who would hear that. Who will listen to this and be like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> um, strawberry and it's not beer. Give me a Coors Light, which is what one of my friends drinks all the time, no matter where we are. I was down here in the summer when that was on. That was strawberry and cucumber. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a bit too drinkable. It's kind of funny you say about lower ABV, but then I find myself drinking more of it because yeah. it's a bit more drinkable. Yeah. Um, so, Ian, what we'd like to ask you as well. So, obviously, Brick Brewery is fantastic, and everyone should come here. Um, and we will give you a chance to probably promote it towards the end. <laughs> I think um, we're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess you, just in terms of like. Um, we like to kind of recommend pubs and breweries and things like that across not even just London but outside as well and uh, so I don't know if you have you got a favourite pub in yeah, London yeah I do actually it's uh, pretty much our local oh, okay. it's the yeah. Old Nun's Head Old Nun's oh, yeah uh, it's just in Nun's Head um, oh in Nun's yeah, yeah in Nun's Head uh, why, do you, why is it your favourite uh, if you ever look at the social media okay. stuff and it's, it's all done by a guy Nick yeah it's hilarious he it okay. is just it's it is one to look out for and just follow but the pub is like no it's you know not pretentious it's you know and the, the area where we're in now Peckham and Nunhead has changed dramatically I mean I've lived here for nine years uh, and it's changed in it you know a lot of good ways, some, some not so good ways. Um, and but the, I think the Nuns Head has always held true to its community-led focus. It's it's casual atmosphere. It's not it's not got fancy gastro pub badges. You know, it's it's a good quality Sunday lunch yeah. at a reasonable price. Yeah, amazing. So there you go. Recommended in Nuns Head. Um, it's good that they've got a social media because we'll tag them when we publish this post and everything as well. Um, and then, other than your own, have you got? A f and maybe the, other than the Colonel. Oh, that was my Colonel. I was. That's the only one I have. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, we've already mentioned it, I guess. But so Colonel is still yeah, your favorite. Yeah. Your oh yeah, other of brewery. course. Yeah, I mean, it, he's, he's, he's not just because of his beers, but the, the way he runs his business. Mm. Uh, they they don't have aspirations to be the biggest brewery in London, you know, which some have had and failed in doing so. Uh, <laughs> and, no names. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> rhymes with mop. 
<laughs> okay, um, so one of the other things, which is a bit of a random question to ask, I guess, are there any kind of favourite memories from set or funny stories, anecdotes, or anything, something weird or anything? Yeah, I've got, I've got two. Okay, amazing. Two, two stories. Uh, one of them relates to our birthday. So we've, yeah. we've celebrated our birthday every year. Yeah. This year it's the 7th of December here in the tap room. Um, uh, our third birthday, uh, it was really the first time we'd put some effort into celebrating it. The, the previous years have been like, we're just having a few people around. Uh, the, it just kicked off. Yeah, absolutely kicked. People were dancing on the tables. <laughs> the, we were mobbed, and it was. You know, and Sally, you know, we were here. We were like we just watched it all happen in front of us over the duration of the evening, and it was phenomenal. And we Amazing. got an absolute buzz from it. And then yeah. from then, we'd really put a lot of effort into our birthdays. And the second one was. Um, we, when we moved all the tanks out to our production site in Deptford, so we, we've got a big facility out there, um, we renovated this place, so uh, bringing the bar inside. And you know, most places do a soft launch. Yeah. Oh, not us. Okay. <laughs> we opened day one, there was five or six people deep at the bar, wow. and we did not know that was coming. No, because uh, you've been here for a while. It's, yeah, it's like yeah exactly. Yeah, it wasn't a new sort of brewery opening. Yeah. And we, we didn't anticipate it. I mean, to be, to be fair, beer? we had enough beer, and, <laughs> and the staff handled it incredibly well. Yeah. Uh, so big, big hats off to them oh, really yeah. to, to make it happen. And you know, I was collecting glasses, and I, I, I had to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Good, say that. Goodness <laughs> me! <laughs> so let's talk about the beers themselves at Brick Brewery. So you'll see in the photo photos for this podcast, uh, Ian has very kindly um, brought us over <laughs> five different beers to taste. Uh, and we're going to go through them one at a time. Uh, you even put them in an order for us to drink like. So, I mean, I, I'm not... Uh, we always say this every podcast, we're not beer experts. So we're not, so we quite often had no idea what we're talking about at this part of the podcast. Um, <laughs> but I do think people get caught up in that. Like, yeah. that there's... Yeah, so and we drink don't... Beer. Yeah. <laughs> and we if don't enjoy, try to, like... Yeah. I mean, you know, because I taste this and I am thinking, oh, I, I know some people might say, oh, well, it's just tastes exactly the same as X, Y, or Z. Yeah, I'm gonna say this might be like a pills or a hells or something. It's a hells. Wee. <laughs> so it's a gluten-free hells. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting as well. A gluten-free is something that again. Yeah, we get we get asked uh, quite a lot at the tap yeah. uh, here. Um, and again, this this is our shop window. This is our under- how we understand the market. Is yeah. People come and ask things. Uh, and yeah, we um, we stock a series of uh, gluten-free beers in can. So we thought, well, let's let's do our own. Yeah. You know? And it's actually doing really well for us. Okay. Mark, you, you have a go at this one. This is a, this is a good idea. We'll try it one at a time, but only one of us will have a gauge. So I'm looking at the colour as well. So we look, yeah. this is a darker looking uh, beer to the one we've just had. I have no idea. <laughs> what what flavours are you getting, Mark? I'm getting a hint of smokiness. Yeah, very crisp as well. We talk, we talk, we've got untapped and I don't know if you've used that at all. Oh yeah, we, we hate untapped. As brewer, the breweries don't really like untapped <laughs> but we know it's a necessary thing but we love it as well. In a yeah. weird sort of... Well the thing that I, my favourite bit on it, there is a bit to the, where you can select the words to describe the beer. Right. And some of the words are just uh, ridiculous. Wanky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I'm getting smoky bitterness oh, like yeah. a field of a meadow. I'm feeling Get like over a yourself. <laughs> Wet um, hair, those sheep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm getting hair. Oh, wait, that's just my beard. Um, so, what, what do you think this is, Mark? I have no idea. I don't think it's. I think it doesn't taste like an IPA. Yeah. Nope. 
tastes more complex than a general lager as well. Yep. So it, it's our Pilsner. Okay. So Pilsner. Uh, this is a beer that ha- the recipe really hasn't changed significantly from day one. Yeah. And this was first produced for my wife when I was home brewing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, so she's not not ha- wasn't an ale drinker. Yeah. And she said, "Can you do me a lager?" And uh, so this is the, the yeah. result. Amazing. Okay. Beer number three. <laughs> a lot thicker in colour. Looks like it could be uh, orange squash. Um, <laughs> Barocca. Yeah, yeah, is that what it is? Because I can do it one of those. I mean, that, that's very drinkable. I've started going, leaning towards more hazier, thicker-looking yeah. beers recently, and so when I saw those, I was like, uh, yeah. I mean, they're definitely getting a bit more of a tropically fruity vibe by this one. Yeah, almost like there seems to be a lot of kind of milkshake-type yep. beers. So go on, put us out of our misery. It's a session IPA. Ah, cool. So 4.2%. Okay. Uh, hazy using London Fog East, uh, mm. so the, the, some of the protein stays in suspension, but it allows the hops to come through, so it gives yeah. you that tropical fruity uh, aroma. Okay, beer number four. I don't think many hoppy, uh, many sessions that are that kind of fruity in that mm. Ooh, that's an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I mean, there's no question, it's, unless it's a bad beer. <laughs> So is this the strawberry and cucumber? That is the strawberry and cucumber sour. <laughs> I mean, Indeed. I took the piss earlier, but it's actually very drinkable. Because yeah. I think my, I, I think when they, I, arguably when sour beers first came out, they were very overpowering almost, some yeah. of them. Yeah. And I think everyone's toned it back a bit now, actually. Yeah. So we we will add uh, the adjuncts, uh, so adjuncts being strawberry and cucumber in this case, okay. to balance this, this sourness. Yeah. So the sourness really comes from the acidity, so it's yeah. in this acid beer, acidic beer. Uh, and so, if we do something like that, well, because because strawberry's quite sweet mm. and cucumber's quite fresh, yeah. it's not as acidic as say if we did a uh, citrus sour, yeah. which is quite acidic, and you want to okay. you want to really make that puckering, yeah. get that puckering feel. You know I generally think though, like if you didn't put the words strawberry and cucumber on the label for a beer like this, I, I mean, this is just probably a subconscious thing, and just called it fancy pants beer yeah. sour uh, I'd be more inclined to go oh I'll give it a try really? <laughs> just a weird, yeah, really, yeah 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 it's just uh, yeah. just thinking like because it's, it's really nice and I yeah. generally again thinking of people I know who don't, aren't massively into their beer um, be put off by the kind of uh, the fact that it's got strawberry and cucumber right. in it whereas if you just give it to them to try yeah. so it's really good because yeah. that is really nice yeah. I really like that a so, lot so what, what works really well with sours is so say you're drinking a lot of the hot bombs you like the, the, the sippers the session IPAs and the double dry IPAs and blah 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 you, they come out almost a bit cloying and, yeah. and so that you, you, palate, you lose that sense of what the hops you know that, that hop character and it becomes a bit overpowering if you have a sour it almost neutralizes the, the palate again so you can actually then start to go back to the double or dry hop so uh, like yeah it's like a mousse bouche you know in, in between the meal where you sort of Hey, just a, just uh, cleanse your palate. That's an excuse. Uh, I mean, I don't need <laughs> <Yeah>. any more, <laughs> but <laughs> there's another excuse to have a sour. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, this is the dark, a very dark beer. Um, I, I mean, again, we've seen the boards. So we have ideas of what these could be. <laughs> yeah. um, we have a few dark beers on. We yeah, just, uh, we yeah, just had uh, Stout Fest a couple, oh, of, week, couple uh, of weeks ago, yeah, so we've got quite a lot of stouts, uh, dark beer, dark stouts. beers on. That is really nice. It's definitely a bit more sour than the one we were drinking earlier. Um, if that's the right thing I'm thinking of, but um, it's still very nice. 
I'm assuming it's the uh, the Stalin 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 style. So this is the Stalin style. Yeah. So uh, we've tried to mimic uh, some of the elements of a Stalin cake. Yeah. So it's got nutmeg, it's got raisins, and other things like that in it. Oh, I mean, to be a cliche, when I tried it earlier, I did think this tastes like Christmas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's a market for you. <laughs> no, but I think that, yeah. So I don't know what it is. Almost. The, those particular fruits and flavours that just have, are in mulled wine or in all the, all the cakes that you get yeah. over Christmas yeah. uh, mince pies yeah. it's, it's as cheesy as it sounds and I'm probably going to get a lot of jip from with some Swansea for even saying all of those things yeah. that taste like but it is very good and it does and that, those flavours will come out as it warms up a little bit yeah. uh, those yeah. flavours will start to come out a little bit more brilliant well I mean we've still got to drink these before we leave but um, Mark, uh, Ian this is your chance to sell up sort of sell not that you haven't, we haven't already. Uh, why people should come to Brick Brewery, buy a beer, maybe what you've got coming up that you'd like to invite yeah. people to. Yeah, as I said before, I mean, we're an inclusive place, uh, we're community led, uh, we work with uh, local producers of fruit when we're producing the, the sour beers, so we're as close as we can. So we, we source a lot of our products from the Deptford market, and, um, and uh, also, sorry, it's my son piping up there, and uh, um, from Kent as well. Um, so we're, we're, we we use artists that are local too. Uh, so yeah, we're all about using local people. And, and the tap room itself here is is we've always wanted it to be a place where people can come and feel welcome, no matter who you are. Yeah. Kids with you know, families with kids, uh, bikers, whoever, come and read a book here. We're not gonna we're not gonna shun you just because yeah, just you're, you're yeah, just, yeah, not not pounding pints. So yeah, and I think we've achieved that really. And so you've got uh, your birthday on the 7th of December. Yeah. Anything, what specifically is happening then for that? Anything particular? Uh, we've got quite a few things. Uh, we've got some face painting for the kids. Nice. Uh, we've got some... Uh, is it just for kids or can we come in? Yeah, yeah, if you want to come in and get your face painted, that's cool. But we, we're doing three minute uh, uh, portraits. So someone will come in and sketch you a thing. Yeah. Uh, we're, we've got an artist. We're, we're, we're using um, one of our walls in this tap room is for an artist wall. So we rotate that every eight weeks. Amazing. So it's a, a, an artist that maybe hasn't had a chance to display their work in a, in a, in a proper gallery. Yeah. gallery. Yeah. yeah so awesome. we, we allow that space for that. Uh, and yeah, it's just revelry, really. Are you, are you doing anything? Do I hope there's more dancing on the table this year. Yeah, as well. happy days. Do you yeah. do anything for Christmas or New Year's? Uh, we, we, it's actually quite quiet around here. Yeah, I can imagine. London yeah, and a lot of families yeah, yeah. and people, people leave and go away and stuff. Uh, so let's focus on the 7th of December. It is arguably the seasonal. It's a yeah. conveniently seasonal yeah, birthday. Absolutely. As well. um, okay, well, thank you very much, Ian. Um, it's been absolutely a pleasure to talk to you. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, this will be live. Uh, well, this is for your knowledge because they'll be listening to this. This will go out in December, but yeah, thank you very much. Cheers, cheers, cheers. guys. Chin chin. Okay, and that's it for Pub Trials Pubcast this month. Uh, thank you very much, Ian and uh, his wife Sally, for help having us at Brick Brewery. It's been wonderful. They've been very generous yeah. with the beers. Um, and it is a fabulous place. Mm. Right? It's a really nice atmosphere. You've probably heard over the period of the podcast that it's got a lot busier. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts, Mark? No, I like it. I'm Brilliant. not really sure Thanks, there's Mark, any, for, uh, any more colour <laughs> there. Up. Um, so Adding I guess, value. look, um, so all the beers and pubs and places that we've mentioned will be in the blog and in the description of the podcast, so please check them out if you'd like to know more about anything we've spoken about. Um, follow our blog on www.pubtrotters.wordpress.com um, we're available on all the usual streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes. Please review us, it helps people find us. 
Um, and yeah, follow our social medias as well. It's, it's all pub charters. Um, thank you very much. See you Cheers. soon. Cheers.